Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Hear the word of God. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him, and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the shaft he will burn with unquenchable fire. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you for this word. We thank you for being able to worship you, O Lord, this morning. We thank you for the beautiful day that you've given us, O Lord, to share in your house. We ask now, O Lord, that you will open our hearts and our minds and our understanding to receive this word as it is proclaimed. Lord, I ask that you will give me your thoughts to be my own as I share it. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, it's the holiday season, and if you're not making one of these treats for dessert, you need to. It's so much fun, right? to prepare something, and then to be able to enjoy it. There's something to be said about preparing for something and then actually enjoying the fruit of what you've prepared for. And I think I've made a ton of these, but one of the things that always happens is that I will forget something in the process. Now, normally, it's the preheating of the oven because it's one of those things that is just not intuitive to us. We think we don't need that until much later. We don't need that until we're done with everything else, so I just will put it in the back burner and wait. And you see, preparation does not work that way. Preparation is something that we need to do at the right time in order to be ready when it's actually needed, when what we're preparing for needs us to be ready. And when we don't prepare in time, then terrible things can happen. If you don't preheat an oven for a cake, one of the things that could happen is that you either overcook or undercook your cake. It'll either be raw or it'll be burnt. 
It can happen. Why? Because not preheating the oven changes the time it takes to cook it. Did you know that? If you don't preheat the oven, your timing will be off. It tells you on the back how long to cook it for, but it's based on you having your oven preheated. If you don't have that right, that time won't be correct. And if you pull out that cake at that time, guess what? It'll be raw inside because you didn't preheat. So the scripture today talks to us about things that we prepare for, preparing for the coming of the Lord. And we know about preparation because just about everything in life requires preparation. Going to school, as we heard the kids, requires preparation. You don't just pull them out of bed and throw them on the bus. You actually get them dressed. Hopefully feed them a little breakfast. And then send them off. And, oh, the parents are laughing. And hopefully then send them off to school. Preparation is something that we're used to. We prepare for work. We prepare meals. And we have to get all the ingredients together. But people are not the only things that prepare for things. Cities prepare for events. How many of you remember 1996, the Olympics, and how much traffic we went through the years before the Olympics as the city tried to prepare for the Olympics? I mean, it was like, what, 10 years of road construction? It seemed like it never ended. Why? Because we were preparing for something big. And it required us to be ready. And in order to be ready, we had to expand. I mean, I remember when they expanded all the lanes, and I thought, we will never fill this. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> but we prepared. We were trying to get ready. And Advent, the season of Advent that we're in, is all about preparation. It's all about readying ourselves for Jesus. It's all about preparing. And we're not just preparing for Christmas. We're not just preparing for the birth of Jesus. We're preparing for the return of Jesus. We're preparing for the kingdom of God in our lives. We're preparing to walk with Jesus every single day. And so this period of preparation begs the question, are you ready? Are you prepared? And if I asked you right now, if you're prepared for Christmas, nine out of 10 people would say, I'm not ready yet. And you would automatically come up with a list of things that you must do before Christmas, right? You would come up with a whole list of to-dos that need to happen before Christmas. John asked the same question, are you ready? But he did so in a different way. He basically said, nobody is ready. He said, we all need to repent. We all need to prepare for the coming kingdom of God. Nobody is born ready for Jesus. Nobody is ready on their own for Jesus. We all have things that we can do to prepare for his return. His was the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make his paths straight. Now when we hear that, sounds pretty straightforward. But we have to understand that it, back in Jesus' time, back in ancient times, when somebody who was royalty was coming to town, they didn't just decorate and clean up. 
they literally prepared the path for them to be straight because royalty was supposed to come into the city through the main gates and it was supposed to be through a clear and straight path. And so whenever somebody of great importance was coming, they would not just clean up the town. They would not just sweep up the streets. They would literally go out and say, is there anything in the way of this entrance into the city? And if there was a hill, they removed it. If there was a cart on the side of the road, it got taken out. Anything that was in the way of that path had to go. And so when John talks to us about making his path straight and making the way clear for the return of Jesus, he is literally talking about completely removing anything that would get in the way of Jesus in our lives. Anything, whatever it is, that is in the way to be removed and to be taken out. Now we know about preparation, but we also know about warm-up acts. How many of us have seen a show where there was a warm-up act? There was somebody who came out before the main act came out and warmed up the crowd for the big act that was coming. John the Baptist basically was the warm-up act for Jesus. He wanted everybody to understand, I'm not it. I'm not the one, but I am the one that comes before the one who is to come. I'm the warm-up act. But it's important that I come out. Because if I don't come out first, you won't be ready when he comes. You see, whenever you see a warm-up act, their job is pretty simple. They, they are the people that come out to prepare the crowd, to prepare the audience for what is to come. If it's a comedian, they're supposed to get everybody laughing and everybody thinking about funny jokes. If it's a musical show, they're, they're supposed to get everybody singing and thinking about what they're going to experience next. If it's a play, they're the, the, the people that get them ready for the story that is going to be told. Whatever is coming next, they prepare them. And if you think about that, that makes sense. When we have somebody famous coming into town, they don't just show up. They send their people ahead of them, right? And what do their people do? Their people make sure everybody knows that they're coming into town. Their people make sure that the marketing is out there. Hey, they're going to be at the Fox on this day. Go get your tickets. The people go out and make sure to get everybody excited about the fact that this person is coming to town. And then... Their people get out of the way so that the main show can take place. John the Baptist was Jesus' people. He was the one who was coming to get everybody prepared for that coming. And his call was to repentance. Now, the root of the word repentance means to turn. John was inviting people to turn away from their sins and towards God and his kingdom. Now, when we think about repent nowadays, we think about being sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry I did that. I'm so sorry. Now, if you have kids, you've heard I'm sorry too much for the same things. Right? So for John the Baptist, I'm sorry wasn't enough. 
John was not inviting people to just say, I'm sorry. He was inviting people to action. He was saying, if you really are sorry for your sins, come and show it publicly by getting baptized in the Jordan. By the way, not a clean river, not a beautiful place as, as we envision it in our minds in terms of, of the setting of the river. It was, it's a muddy river. It's, it's not the most glamorous place in the wilderness. He said, you come and you show that you really want to change by getting baptized in this dirty river, if you will. And then you take action. It's not just feeling remorse about what you've done wrong. It's literally turning towards the Lord and away from your wrong so that you can live a new life in him. And then prepare yourself because the Lord is coming. Now, when John preached this, he wasn't just preaching it to some. He wasn't saying, some of you repent, the rest of you are okay. He was saying, all of us need to repent. All of us need to turn to the Lord. All of us need to prepare ourselves for the coming of the Lord. All of us need to do this. And what happens when you cast such a wide net is you get all kinds of people. When you cast a wide net as Jesus does, you get all kinds of people. And here came the Pharisees and the Sadducees to be baptized. How odd a sight it must have been for him to see them coming. You know that whole thing, if your friends are jumping over a bridge, you're going to jump off too. I mean, were they there because everybody else was doing it? Were they there because they didn't want to be the only ones that didn't come hear John because everybody else was coming out to hear John? Or were they really there because they wanted to experience this repentance that he was talking about and this change? You see, this was such an odd sight because back in Jewish times that we're talking about, Jews did not get baptized on a regular basis on their own impulses. They were ritually cleansed for special days of offering sacrifice at the temple. So on those days, they were told to go purify themselves and then come to the temple and bring their sacrifice for the priest to offer it to God. But they didn't just wake up on a Saturday and go, you know what? I really feel like I need to wash myself of my sins. I'll go get baptized. They didn't do that. So for John the Baptist to be calling them out in the wilderness to come and be baptized was completely bizarre. It completely new, completely different than what they were used to. In fact, do you know who were the only people that got baptized by decision? The Gentiles that decided to become proselytes and follow Judaism. They got baptized as a sign of their turning away from their Gentile ways to want to become Jewish. So think about how bizarre it is for somebody who is a Pharisee or a Sadducee to come to the River Jordan to get baptized by John the Baptist. It was equivalent to them saying, we are as far away from God as a Gentile. Wow. Think about that. Would you say that about yourself? I'm, I'm as far away from God as fill in the blank with whatever category is the worst sinner you can think of. That's basically what they would be saying by coming to get baptized. So, so John the Baptist says, 
Who told you to come get baptized? What got you to this place? Because I wanna tell you something, if you just wanna get baptized because everybody else is doing it, if you just wanna get baptized so that your friends can see that you did what everybody else was doing, then you are not gonna understand the full meaning of what repentance and turning away from your sins is all about. And if you think that just because you're descendants from Abraham that that's got you covered, I got news for you. God can raise children for himself, even from these Gentiles right here that you see getting baptized. So don't think that that's going to cover you. You see, our salvation comes from our faith in Jesus Christ that transforms our lives and changes our direction. It comes from that repentance that brings us to understand that we need to be forgiven of our sins, whatever they are. And John knew that many of these Jews presumed that just because they were Jewish, they already had God by the handle and that they got it all figured out. We must experience repentance, a change in course, a change in direction in order to experience the kingdom of God. And John basically said to them, if you want to experience this, then you have to bear fruit worthy of this repentance. You can't just come and give it lip service and come get baptized, and then nothing changes in your life. You need to bear fruit. And when we think about that and we apply it today, it still holds true. It's not enough to just say, I love God and then hate my neighbor. It's not enough to say, I, 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 I'm forgiven by grace and then don't go and forgive those who hurt you. It's not enough to just say, I follow Jesus and then nothing in your life shows that you follow him. People need to be able to see that there has been a change in direction in your life and that you are committed to moving away from your sin and towards God. And let me tell you, that those are opposite directions. Those are opposite directions. Now, sometimes I'll tell my kids, you know, I'd love to have chocolate cake as I sit in my recliner and watch TV. But it's not until I turn towards the kitchen and make a decision to get out of the recliner and make a decision to go look for the ingredients and make a decision to actually turn on the oven to preheat that the cake begins to be made. I could want it all day and talk about how good cakes are from my recliner all day long. But it's not until I make a decision to go and actually make the cake that things begin to change. And then I can't give up halfway through. Because if I get all the ingredients out and turn on the preheat and never mix the ingredients, there's going to be no cake. And John was saying, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Go all the way to preparing for Jesus. Because otherwise, you will not be ready. And then he gives them a warning. He says, you know what? I'm just a warm-up act. I'm just 
telling you what's to come. Let me tell you something. The one that is coming is greater than I. I'm baptizing you with water, but the one who is coming, he's going to baptize you with fire and the Holy Spirit. I mean, he's going to come with the full power and presence of God. And when that comes, let me tell you something. There's going to be a separation of the wheat from the chaff. And you want to be on the wheat side because the chaff is destined to be burned. And the wheat is going to the granary to be used to feed people. Are you feeding anybody in the kingdom of God through your life? and building them up for the kingdom? Or are you shaft to be burned when Jesus returns? For John, the question could not be answered without first answering the question he began with. Have you repented and have you turned to follow God and his kingdom? Have you changed your direction and turned towards God and his kingdom so that you're moving towards it and away from yourself and from your sin. John is inviting us to do this right now every single day to be prepared for the second coming of Jesus means repentance and means change. Now, I told you that if you don't preheat the oven, you're destined for trouble because you're either undercook or overcook your cake, most likely, if you're not watching it every second like a hawk because you can't go by the time anymore. Your timing is off. John didn't want people's timing to be off when Jesus showed up. He wanted them to be prepared and open to the ministry that he was going to bring. He wanted them to be paying attention to what was about to happen because he knew if they saw him and understood what he was bringing, they were going to realize that he brought something even better than when John had brought to them. They would understand that in Jesus they would truly have life eternal. Now, I pray that you have already repented and that you continue every day to present your sin before God and to turn away from it and turn towards God because that is the only way that we can truly be ready for his return. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you I thank you because you sent John to prepare the way for Jesus. And you sent us into the world to prepare the way for Jesus' return. Help us to tell others that we all need to repent, that we all need to turn towards you, so that when Jesus returns, he will find us ready. Help us not just to be ready for Christmas. Help us to be ready for Jesus. Help us to be ready for his return. In Christ's name we pray, amen. The altar is going to be open because sometimes we just need help. We need help preheating. We need help getting the ingredients together. We need help just making the decision to leave the couch and to head to the kitchen. 
The altar is going to be open if you need help making that decision, making that turn, just asking Jesus to bless your life and lead you. So as we worship, the altar is open. Come as you will.